This is one of the humblest people in the industry. <laughs> I promise you that. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. What the hell, man? Like it was back to back to back. Yeah. To back to back. They ain't gonna be ready, bro. I'm from the land of the trail where neighbors pray. When niggas come and rob you, this smile in your face. Whatever. 48, it's the first 48. Take a pistol till you wake, then shoot a place. Well, it's a church on every corner, followed by the liquor store. Cause people only go to church just to see their piece of gold. This is kicking it for the culture. This is a special edition. We got somebody in here who's known as a Texas legend. Somebody who's known as a myth. <laughs> if we could say that. Yeah. Man, this guy has worked with some of the biggest heavy hitters in hip hop. And he's right here in Texas. I call him Unk, but y'all know him as Mr. Lee. Give it up for Mr. Lee. What's up? What up, what up, Unk? Man, I appreciate you for having us today, blessing us with your presence. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're going to get in your business a little bit today. Next day, cool. So, I'm going to ask you a few things that a lot of people probably don't touch on. Mm -hmm. Take me back to a young Mr. Lee. Man, young Mr. Lee was uh, just growing up, being loved by my parents, being supported by my parents. Just, you know, my dad's a singer, so I was always influenced by him and the music. Going to church every Sunday. Oh, so we were on the family. Yes, you know, that's where okay. I got inspired to do what I do. Oh, dope, dope, dope. So, growing up in the church, did you play in the church as well? At nine years old, I started playing in the church. Nine years old? Nine. On the keys? Keys. Wow. Okay. I was a little man that used to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's the grown folks song. Dad was bring me in when we used to travel and stuff, you know, it was always like a big deal because he'd, he'd get up and talk and then he'd like, I want to bring my son up and then I was this little fellow talking about. <laughs> Wow. The key. <laughs> so, was you practicing at the house too? Yeah. yeah. Before you got up there? Yeah. I was playing at the crib and I was taking my lessons super early, you know what I mean? Really, I think I started taking lessons around about seven years old or whatever. Wow. I started, you know, getting in piano competitions and dogs jumping up there. That's awesome. That's yeah. what's up. So, growing up in church, and uh, I know you're a really big religious person, I know personally. Mm -hmm. uh, how did your father and your mom take it with you? We're gonna call it worldly music. How did they take it? They didn't. They they encouraged me to do what I what I needed to do. You know what I mean? This is difference between being a Christian and a person that's Christian and feeling like you can't yeah. be outside the church. And do something. Yeah, I, mean, I think some people limited themselves that way, and I don't think. Uh, they look at the purpose. They don't know what the purpose is. You know, yeah. I mean, no person knows what your purpose is. That's yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody say, oh, well, I don't think God wants you to do that. How can you? Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't know my, his calling for my yeah. life. Yeah. Exactly. So, That's dope. you know what I mean? They never, they were never like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't leave church, do this and that. They were never. That's dope, man. Supportive 100%. Absolutely. Nah, that's dope, man. So, Texas. Louisiana. Yeah. What part of Louisiana? Pineville, Louisiana. It's the twin city of Alexandria, Louisiana. So that's why. That's dope. Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah. the first. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you leave there and come all the way up here? I mean, 
opportunity first, mm -hmm. but then I was in some, some legal trouble, so I had to get out of town. I feel you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the church, and my parents raised me the right way. They gave me all the tools to be successful as an adult. But, you know, I drifted and got into the streets and was doing some things I shouldn't have been doing. You know, we all make those mistakes. That's true. We just touched yeah. on that last week on our podcast. Like, your parents, yeah. because we talking about us as parents now, you do so much to get your yeah. child to a certain point, but at some point, every person going to want to be their own they, person. They, they test out, test out. Know, yeah. Mistakes, no, we all make mistakes. That's mm -hmm. why I don't, I just had that phone conversation with, with one of my partners. Mm -hmm. I got nothing this for this kid. Me and he was, mm -hmm. I said, bro, you know, that person can, do one thing that can change your entire life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can never stiff on people when you have conflict with them or you do some things that's not cool and you're trying to find a resolution for them and move forward and that person can help you in the future. And, you know, use that situation. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. exactly. we all gonna do something that ain't cool. I mean I I it happens. happens. You know, yeah. so it's like it is what it is. It happens. You know yeah. it, it just takes that mature conversation. I always say a conversation can solve everything. Right. You just gotta be willing to sit down and have a conversation. You gotta have the conversation, you gotta be vulnerable enough to admit that you you've done it too. You can't be an OG and teach a young man how to how to get past some things when you're I'm then unable to admit that you've done some things that's not good. Because yeah. we do it. You know what I'm saying? You can't be OG to nobody and not disclose. That's true. What you did. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So true. I live by that. Speaking of some OG stuff, man, I, I noticed that you don't mind reaching back and helping some of the new cats develop and get to another level of the craft that they're trying to pursue. I mean, recently, I got a friend, a mutual friend, uh, Keith's on the track. Yeah. That's one of my good yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh, we went to high school together. I've seen you do some stuff with him. So what is it like for you reaching back and helping somebody? Does it remind you of a younger version of yourself? <laughs> you know what? I just try to be a vessel that people can use to get where they try to get to. But now, in the current climate, it gets me in trouble. Really? Yeah, because people look at me and they think that if I get with Mr. Lee... Yeah, I'm gonna be hot <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Or if I do this and I do that, then you know what I mean. Oh my God, man. You know what I mean. I I know, I know if I get me this is gonna happen, and when it don't happen, I'm a developmental person, so I like to develop talent. So it's, I'm not in a hurry to do anything. Yeah. And if I make a move on some things, and you don't understand how I'm making a move, yeah. And you and you try to contribute, you got you try to critique me on what I'm doing, then we clash. But if I don't do things like normal people do, you know, I mean, I have a different process being, you know, a person that's dyslexic, mm -hmm. I learn differently, yeah. so I do things different, sometimes that shit gets me misunderstood, so now, you know, I kind of pick and choose and, yeah. and really take a real close look at people before I put them in a personal space. That's that 20 year of experience, yeah. right? Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's that 20 years. That's, that. that's what's up, man. Um, I know it's... It's difficult sometimes working with, with newer artists because they're new, they're fresh into the business. They don't fully understand every single process that it takes to become a Mr. Lee. And like you said, they want it like that, which nine times out of ten doesn't happen that way. Um, speaking on that, somebody had to give you a shot. Somebody had to give you a mm -hmm. chance. Who was your biggest mentor when you first got into the music industry? Uh, Big Chief and Rapper. Really? Yeah. Man, take us back to the rapper like that. Big Chief is the dude that really is responsible for me being who I am. 
You know what I mean? I always say that. Yeah. Because he uh not only did he give me a chance, mm-hmm. but he installed a work ethic in me that I didn't have. And he critiqued me and he made sure that I didn't get full of myself when I was making music. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I just make this track. You need to check this track out. And his big thing was, okay, make another one. And that, by him doing that, to this day, that's how I am. You know, I do yeah. something dope and everybody goes, oh, man, it's dope. Okay, well, let's get to work. That's the that. mentality you have yeah. to have. Yeah, you have to. Have you know, without that, I wouldn't even be where I'm at. You wouldn't be doing this interview. There wouldn't be no legend. Yeah, without big chief. I got to give uh, uh, Russell a big time yeah. a shout out too, because he was the first one to give me a shot, a shot at doing music with people on his label. Like, Mark Blank was one of the biggest artists I worked with. Wow. First artist I've worked with. Wow. Was that your first big placement? Yeah. Point blank. Wow. I that all the time. So, you know, big time wow. is where I got my feet with. Mm-hmm. And rap is where I played. Y'all hear that, people? Yeah. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> so, speaking of rap a lot again, um, how was it like working with Jay Prince? Man, it was good. I mean, we was like a family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really about no business deal. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. Of course. Yeah, I got the rap line. I was broke. I couldn't yeah. buy a bag of chips. Right? That makes I mean, in, in months, as soon as I got there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I never forget where I come from when it comes to that. Because, uh, again, they, the greatness that I have is installed in me by record, by big chip. That's right. You know what I mean? He is the person that made me, that, that watered the seed that made me what I am. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? That's dope. So being a super producer, which you are, a legend, what is the process? Like, what's the day of a super producer? Like, is your phone constantly ringing? Are you bashing out beats, 20 beats, 30 beats a day? Like, what is it like to be? I mean, at, at 49 years old today, it's, you know, my, my music is, is getting sampled every day now. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Classics. And I have people that call me up. I'll just wait for the, the line to ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I go play golf and I chill out. You know, that's, that's when you're getting that big money. When the phone rings and it's time for me to yeah. to do what I do, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's, when it's called for me to get in there and get in there and do what I do, it's going to get done. But other than that, it's just easy street for me right now. Man. I'm really getting into uh, the movies and so, NFTs and bro, you know um, that's big. Yeah, getting NFTs ready to start publishing company with uh, Robert Gilliman. Wow! So you know we uh, we working on some things like that. I'm really trying to slide to the executive. It sounds like you already there. I'm, I'm trying to park the car. And you mentioned getting into movies. I've seen that you was working on a documentary about your uh, grandfather. Yeah, dope. I thought that was pretty dope to know because yeah. I feel like. As black men, women, people, it's a lot of us that did some great things mm-hmm. that people don't know nothing about. Like to know, okay, we, we know about the Wright brothers and what they yeah. did, but to know your grandfather was on that same path, like before they even, like that's pretty dope. Like that I is. feel like that's going to be amazing for yeah, people I mean, to really get explored. For real, for real. I've been knowing, knowing about it since I was six. You know, I oh, told, uh, told a handful of people as I grew up and then my brother that I was really close to, I would tell them about it. A lot of people didn't really believe mm-hmm. that that was true. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that my great grandfather had a patent on the competitive tip in 2010. 
Wow. And they spent 20 seconds the whole entire time listening to the person that in there. You know, the patent diagnosis type of thing that he was going to pop up. He had the patent in there before the right one was Wow, that's stuff. Yeah, talk about some American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I tell them, it's like, oh, that's black history. It's like, no, that's American history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's black history. Crazy, you know what I mean? So being a super producer is cool, but being the Arab, the inventor of the airplane is yeah. When I read it, I was like, yeah. that's amazing. Like that's yeah. that's dope. Yeah, so we are coming out with a shoe shoe line that's uh, inspired by him. Dope. Our first flights, we're working on that. Dope. And um, shameless plug. Just a bunch of stuff, man. Kicking yeah. the ATX. Important, <laughs> important. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's where my focus is starting to, to navigate to. Make mm-hmm. sure that my great grandfather, man, gets the respect that he needs to have. Yeah, they need to put a bunch of respect in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely do. Definitely. Yeah, when I read to him, I was like, we were talking, the world needs to know. It's this. amazing how people don't. Damn, look at that. When I make posts like that, mm-hmm. I can say some stupid shit and get a bunch of reaction for it. Yeah. But when I make a post like that, that's right. They don't they don't realize how great that shit is. They'll you know? read it, they'll look at it, and they'll yeah. just keep on going. It's yeah. much greater than any platinum plaque anything that I can. I bet. Yeah, man. That's that's yeah, it, it, and speaking of family and your your family history and things like that, how do you balance being a producer with family life? Is that hard to do? Yeah. It, it definitely is. I think uh, I'm not as known as I should be because I put my family in front of my music. Dope. You know what I mean? But I'm successful enough to do that, bring it home. And, yeah. So I'm blessed. So, you know, I just, you pick, I just pick where I, where I want it to be at and what's more important to me. Yeah. So yeah. now, you know, that's where I'm at. That's my family coming to me. So y'all heard it here first. It is definitely possible yeah. to be one of the best producers that's coming out of the state of Texas, Louisiana, wherever you want to say, and still put your family first. You're looking at a prime example of it right here, right now. Um, and some uh, advice, or well, this personal advice, I mean, it might help somebody to watch this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. me personally, like I was um, on an entrepreneur track for, for years, and then I had to go back into the workforce. And so for me right now, I'm working a nine to five, uh, I also do real estate, so I have clients there. We're working on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to build some things with my wife. And for me, it gets frustrating because it's like I'm trying to do so much to give my family a better life. But at the same time, it's like I'm losing that that time with them. Like a while ago, my um, oldest came to me and was like, you ain't never at home. When you're home, you're on this computer. And like they really got to me. Like, it, And it's like, how do you figure, okay, I'm, I'm really doing this for you. But at the same time, I'm missing out on these important years of your life. Like, I've really been struggling with that. Like, and you sound like you've mastered I mean, it. It's, it's just the, it's the uh, natural part. God, family, and you know, whatever comes after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you got to be vulnerable in a lot of different, in a lot, lot of different ways of being an entrepreneur, whether it's music or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you take balance to figure it out certain things out you know what i mean and then there's sacrifices that have to be made there's decisions as a family that has to be made sometimes too man you know you may have a conversation and say look dad's not going to be here for a couple of weeks yeah i got to do this it's so fun i want to do the real business so i want you to let you know that you know we're going to do this and this thing and yada 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 yeah so that you can understand you know the, the format of, of lifestyle you know, so mm-hmm. like, it took me a while i just didn't do this 
just like I'm not. It took me years to figure that out. Yeah. I used to get mad. I'm trying to work and steal from until four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. That I, I, I realized once I started working at four or five o'clock in the morning, the same results that I was looking for, I was still getting. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Yes. Yeah, so you can over consume yourself with things and it will stifle and stagnate your mind for the way you think about things because you're so you're clustering your whole mind in things all your ideas get blurred and your results will get blurred because there's no break. Mm-hmm. That's why your lunch breaks, you have half times, you have this, you have that. Yeah. Everything has a break. If you don't allow yourself to have a break, you're not going to be that successful. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a dope ass advice. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. really. Coming to you straight from a real OG. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, what was it like? Um, we spoke about your first placement. But let's jump into some of your historical moments. What was it like being Nipsey Hustle and actually working with I mean, when I met Nipsey, nobody knew who he was. Nobody. <laughs> I was a motherfucker. I'm doing you a favor. I was the nigga when I met him. I mean, that's why he called me off too. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I watched him blossom until the start that he was until yeah. he passed away. Yeah. So we had a lot of respect for each other. You know, it goes back to what you were just saying. I took time to fly to New York to work with somebody I didn't even know. I didn't have no history with this guy, nothing. The only thing that we had in common is that he had been a mixtape record to one of my tracks that I did with the people that y'all got in the Yeah. And Classic. Yeah, that's when, Classic. That's when we met. And I went out to New York and we stayed in the condo for about two weeks and we worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when our relationship stopped, started and it never ended. Wow. That was like uh, late 2006. Wow. 2006? That's. That's before the braids? Yeah. Huh? With the braids. Yeah. With the braids. He didn't have a beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was that before the uh was that before the hundred dollar CD? Yeah, way before. Wow. Yeah. He wasn't even all money in when I did it. Crenshaw, he was out of school, out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's real dope. So what made you or not what made you, but how did you come up with the formula for blue laces? Come on, man. Spill it's, the tea, man. It ain't no formula. That's some H-Town shit. Come blue on, laces, man. You are H-Town. Blue laces were uh, initially made for some thug. Mm. Dope. They had recorded the record and everything before I gave the record to, to uh, Nip. And the reason I gave it to Nip, no, I took that back. They did record it. They had the record, but they never recorded it. And they played the record to Nip. And Nick wrote something. He didn't record it. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of New York. This nigga was like right to it though. You know what I'm saying? And, he, yeah. and that, that's when I found out that he was so meticulous about how what he said when he got on the microphone, he wasn't heard. Like two months after I, we left New York is when he sent that record I heard it for the first time. Wow. And I was blown away. Then about a month after that, because I saw an recorded it too. But initially I made that record for some thug. So you mean to tell me? Slim Thug had blue laces in his hand. Man, it before him did. Straight facts. Wow. Anybody that knows. Come on, Thug. That goes back to what J. Cole said yeah. in the last. He was like, he had records from people, and it was 
three years, two or three years already. He's listened to it on the plane, but he had been through more stuff in life yeah. to where he can write to it now. It just yeah. takes those That's certain moments. That's just, how it is, but it was perfect for Nip. It was meant to be, you know what I'm saying? So, it was. Yeah, it's a legacy, you know, it's part of a, a, a dope-ass legacy, but that record is, is, is uh, really important to the culture. You know? It is, man. Yeah. It is. Right. It, it, I played that record at least once a yeah. <laughs> and when it first came out, of course, it was just on repeat. Yeah. It's one of those. So, walking in your crib, man, I saw the video. Mm -hmm. The Nipsey Hustle plaque. How did you feel opening that package up, man? I had a lot of mixed emotions. I was heartbroken, really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't call him and tell him, like, man, we got we, we did this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't have a conversation with him. So, you know, it's just... Uh, it's a bunch of mixed emotions with it, bro. You know what I mean? It's, I'm, of course, yeah, I'm, I celebrate the moment of getting it, but just not to have it here, it's kind of like, you know what, man? It's, this shit's cool. I take this shit. If we, if we stay at 40,000 records, I'd be bad with that. Yeah. And have it here next year. Facts. Have all of this other shit. Mm -hmm. Facts. You know what I mean? So, it, it's bittersweet. So, I hear a lot of people uh, say that Neil actually put them on game. Like, he taught them something. Throughout your whole time hanging with him, did he ever teach you anything? Or you were more I think so I, you know what? Music. I was always a little bit ahead of him mm -hmm. on a lot of things, you know what I mean? Because I've been in this business so long. Mm -hmm. But being humanitarian, mm -hmm. being focused on taking care of his neighborhood, being an entrepreneur where he can put content out and make money with it, mm -hmm. he didn't have to teach me that shit. I watched him do it. Yeah. And I learned from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a person that's not as willing to learn from anybody. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. be the guy to be like, well man, so you know you enjoy you can't tell me shit. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, the way he just lived his life taught me a lot. That's dope, man. Yeah. Now anybody who's never looked up Mr. Lee's name, I suggest you do so. I was looking up doing some research on you. Space Jam. Space Jam. Co-production. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Space Jam. That is dope. Yeah, that's fine. That's dope. Did that just a phone call? Or I mean just work. You know what I mean? When you get tied in with different artists, different demographics, then other people your name will ring out and people reach out. You know what I'm saying? So the relationships that I had branched out like branches that branched off like people like Oh, you see. I worked with Zella Cool J. I, I mixed the record with Nas. Wow. 
Mm. Uh, Scarface, Nipsey Hustle, Tupac. What? You know what I'm saying? So it's like I got I got my my rush on it. Mm. Man, people are y'all hearing what I'm hearing right now? Yeah. How was it when you got that call to work with Pac? Well, I worked with the with the uh I worked with Pac as he passed away. Oh like Jesus record I did was like a year or so after he passed away. Oh, okay. But it was freaky though because I made the track before I ever heard the vocals on the song. Oh, and when they brought the reels in, it matched the tempo, the tune, the pitch, everything matched. Wow. Perfectly. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I made it on the curse where 2,500 people, I remember exactly wow. what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting on the reels to come, so they had the security guy in to bump the reels in. Engineer came in, so they came in, and I was like, Yeah, I, played, I made this track. I might go to it. You know what I mean? And I played it. No lie, bro. I played this shit and it rocked right now. That's now, I ain't gonna skip over what you just said. Did you just say a security guard walked in with the files? And had stuff? to walk in with the reels. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, change, huh? Yeah, no, 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 sitting in there making stuff done. Wow. That's that. dope. That's yeah. dope, man. That's that's history. Mm-hmm. So, if you could tell a young Mister Lisa, give yourself some advice for when you were just now getting into the music industry to right now, what would you tell yourself? To be more focused on myself before I be more focused on anybody else. I take that. You got to have a level of selfishness. We live in a we live in a culture time. It's been like this since the beginning of time because rappers is the only culture that's like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like that with everything. When you look at the athletes, you look at rappers, you look at everybody wants somebody to come back. Yeah. And pull them in and bring them in, which is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But it's the time and the place for. It. Yeah. You know, so if you get some get, get some money, you have to learn how to live with it. True. Before you can start sharing it with somebody else. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you hinder them. You have to teach people how to fish. I thought, you know, sometimes man, when I used to sit with Jay and we'd be going over, we'd be doing business. Mm-hmm. Mind you, rap like his family. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how he could do business and we'd be family like that. And when he do business, it was business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how we was, how many times I beat him in the ping pong or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We talk about business. business. Right yeah. business when, when his business conversation over, then we right back to family. Yeah. And I never could understand that shit until I got older. And I and you know, it made me admire him more mm. when I figured that shit out. You know what I mean? That it's okay. It's like the metrics. You know what yeah. I mean? You got business here, you got personal here. It's time to do business, just it, it is what it is. I'm looking out for my best interest in business, not to make everybody else happy. Facts. That's facts. It, it takes a lot of things in, and it takes a lot of uh, understanding and points mm-hmm. to understand what you what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? because some people can take their religion and try to slide it in on business and like, but God would want you to do this this way. You know, you know what I mean? But that don't have nothing. That business is business. Business is business. Mm-hmm. God want me to eat. You pray that's the same thing. You do another five. You can't say, well, you know, I really can't work these last two hours. But God will want you to give me these two hours. I'm going to look at you and be like, you're not getting those two hours. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do these two hours, then we're going to fight. I don't care what type of family you got. Who's depending on you? I don't care about none of this shit. I don't care how long I've known you. Yep. How many times we've been shooting and jumping in the gym. I don't want to know about none of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can do A and D. The C is the paycheck. Yeah. Promotion comes with with you being able to to succeed and go higher. Yeah. It's, you have to earn. 
It's a, we don't earn, we like to give. And then you have a bunch of people that don't, that don't know how to fish. You find yourself building all the fish and cleaning, mm-hmm. cooking, and feeding. So you don't got yeah. another mouth to feed. Yeah. And just by you got another liability. It's not that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So that's something that I would tell myself. Nah, that's dope. That, yeah, that's real. I, I know me first. I, t- I t- we talk about this all the time when I meet people. I rather you teach me something because yeah. I don't want to have to continue to depend on you. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you teach me what I need to know, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna run with it and run with it. I'm gonna grow. And yeah. it's like Nipsey said, he would teach his partners and they would with flares and they would come back and show him stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Man, look, it's a few more things that I wanted to touch on and I cannot get out of here without touching on this since we're talking about religion and everything else. A gospel album? You putting a gospel album on your belt, man? Doing that, and you know, I'm doing that for a bunch of different reasons, too. I'm doing it for myself first. Dope. But uh, I grew up in the church, you know what I mean? So my purpose, I've been living my purpose. Yeah, I think that God wanted me to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've been having a lot of Fellowship and, and just having a bunch of conversations with artists all over for years and years. God was always brought up in our conversation, no matter where we were. Some, some of us wouldn't even start working until we prayed first. That's how deep it is. But I think that the ordinary Christian that's, that's in church every day, mm-hmm. they don't see outside of those walls. Yeah. And that's people I ain't that serve the same God you are, they depend on Him just like you are, but they're not perfect. Exactly. They curse, they swear, whatever it is. They might, you know, yeah. Yeah, they, they might display what they feel about how they, you know, feel about a woman in, in a different way that you are. That you're saying it, but it's, it's meaning the same thing. Yeah, it's facts. You know I mean, so my purpose on this is to shed light on that to show that the rappers that you think, oh, he's in the world, he's this, I can't. You know, I mean, they serve the same God, you pray to the same God, you are, you pray to the same God. Exactly. And they get blessed, they bless the people through. Their success, probably more than you are. Probably. With, with, with charity events. All time of things. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't kind of, you know, look at this with a blind vision and not understand what it is. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I was compelled to, to, to do that. But, but, so let me ask you this. Do you think um, you get your flowers? I think I get, my, I get myself my flowers. As you should, man. That's one of the best answers I've heard. I used to wait for people to pat me on the back. I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I walk around my house, I pat myself on the back. And this is a house. And when I walk, I'm gonna let y'all know. When this I walk is through, a house. Bro, I, I, I see everything that I work for. When I look at my my kids, and they can ask me for whatever they want, and I, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, they provide it for them. Yeah. That's that's me getting my flowers. That's you know what I mean. Dream. I don't. It's a job. It's a it's a, it's a uh, career. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I do what I do the best that I can do. So if a person want to recognize that, call it great or legendary, or whatever, I'm all for it. If they don't, I'm still I'm cool. You know what I mean. There's a lot of people don't even know who I am, but I'm, I'm a multi platinum producer. Though. I'm living under a rock. Yeah, and, uh, I, and I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, I'm not going to take the same. Like, you don't know who I am. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I sit and, and we have a discussion and figure it out. Google them. <laughs> <laughs> we just going to say that. Google them, man. Um, 
Man, God has blessed you in so many ways, man. It's definitely an honor and a pleasure to know you personally, man. I appreciate any and every time you give me some advice or just for sitting down and doing this interview with us, man. Can you take us out with some keys? Uh, you know what? I'll take that one. I'll put one of my records on. Pull that record up, man. <laughs> See, he and I are going to put him on the spot. Guys. Yeah, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got enough setup to play anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll do it anyway. Man, we really appreciate you, man. responsible for nobody that way because the, it's a misunderstanding if you sign people now that means taking care of somebody yeah that doesn't mean an opportunity yeah 
So I would not want to blur the lines with that, but people already know that. You know what I mean? If they come to me and they need me to help them, I'm going to help. You know, that's why I feel like in the future, I'm probably trying to pursue an executive role somewhere where I can play that part gotcha. for somebody else. You know? But personally, not. Now, playing that executive <laughs> role, does that mean you're going to be out of the studio for good? No. We're talking retirement here? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, look, uh, man, we definitely appreciate you. Yeah. It's always love. Thank you for sitting down yeah, with us. This is Kicking for the Coach. We out. To the skies, now they yelling, why mine? The only job he ever had was selling dope from nine to five. These days of our lives, so inspired by art. I try to teach him my mistakes so they decide to smart. Some people ask, why bother? What you mean, why bother? And it's a bunch of single mothers trying to play mother and father.